This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. Come on, City Place Church. Now listen, I want to make sure that you take advantage of every single thing that's happening here in the life of your church, our family. Make sure that if you haven't jumped into a city group yet, I'm telling you, I am hearing so many amazing things from all of the groups, and I want to encourage you to get involved, get plugged in to a city group today. Well, you know, last week we talked about doing what God has called us to do together, and it's one thing as I'm just communicating the word or Pastor Ty is communicating the word, but, you know, if we are going to do this together, then I think we should have our team and family communicate God's word as well. Now, I want to remind you of one final thing before I introduce my tag team partner today is if you download the Church Center app and and go look for City Place Church, you can follow along with everything that's taking place today because during the part of our service, we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. We believe that God has called our church to live to give. So make sure that you download that app, sermon notes there, and you can also join a city group today. But today, I am so excited. Come on, Sean. I'm so excited because from day one of City Place Church, Ty and I gathered with some friends and we shared our vision of what God had given us for our city, that we would build dreams, we would ignite faith, we would establish leaders and win the laws for the kingdom of God. And one of the very first people, you remember that? I, I do. You do? You I remember re- being in the ice cream shop. Yes. <laughs> one, of the, one, of the first, one of the first meetings that we had, we, we had with Sean. And we had told Sean, we said, Sean, there's a church in us. And uh, we had talked to you on the phone. I don't know if you remember that. And she I just do. said it like this. She was like, if y'all are going to be a part of something here in Orlando, I want to be a part. I remember that. From day number one. And as I was sharing with uh, Sean, just the heart of this series, uh, she said, I feel like God's dropped something in me as it relates to together. And so I just said, well, hey, listen, if God dropped something in you, then we should do this together. (laughs) Yes. And so uh, I want you to lean in level 10 because if there's one thing that I know about Sean is that Sean has the presence and the heart of God in her. And sometimes you need a family member to continue to echo what God has been saying through us as a church. And so, Sean, if you're okay, I'd like to pray and then just let you jump in and just pour into us this morning. Sounds good. Father, we love you today. I thank you that we get to gather here together in your presence. Yes, Lord. You're already here. And I pray that everything that you put inside of Sean would come out in a way that we know that you're going to do it. Do it through her and in her and prepare our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place, right where you are. Will you make some noise for Sean? Come on, make some noise. Do your thing, Sean. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So when I was thinking about putting this message together, uh, there was something that kind of started playing out in my mind. It was something that I had... Been, it's been embedded in my brain since like maybe 2002. 
And it was because of this movie, I don't know if you ever heard of this movie, but it was called Drumline. And Drumline was a movie that my mom totally loved. It was a movie that she played repeatedly, like over and over and over again to the point where I could probably quote the entire movie without any help. So there was this thing, and I was thinking, as I was putting this message together, the, the, the quote that came to mind was one band, one sound. One band, one sound. And maybe by the end of this message, that same quote will be embedded in your brain as it has been embedded in mine from watching Drumline. So let's just jump right into scripture. The first scripture that we're going to jump into is Acts 1. And I'm actually going to use this stool, so I'm going to go ahead and sit up here. The first scripture is Acts 1. And the scripture reads, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. And then we're going to jump over to another scripture. The next scripture is going to go towards the, the day of Pentecost, and it's Acts 2, 1 through 12. So we'll jump right into that. And it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Verse 2, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of them, each of us hear them in his own native language? Now, I'm going to mispronounce a lot of these languages, but Parthians, Medes, and so on and so on. We're going to just skip right over that. And towards the end, it says, they were amazed and perplexed, and they asked one another, what does this mean? Now, here's, I want to set the stage a little bit. At this point in the story, we're going to jump all the way back to Acts 1, verse 4. At that point in the story, they had already experienced Jesus at two different stages. The first stage was when they were walking with Jesus and they were getting to know Jesus and they didn't know who this man was, but they, all they knew was the things that they had experienced. And they saw this man do multiple miracles. They saw him heal the blind man by spitting in dirt and turning it into mud and healing that blind man. They saw him uh, heal the woman with the issue of blood just by her touching the hem of his garment. They saw him doing miracles after miracles and after miracles, and they began to, to discover who this man Jesus was. But what's crazy about that is others didn't know who he was. In Matthew 16, it says, some thought he was John the Baptist, and others thought that he was Elijah. So, when they begin to walk with Christ, they begin to discover this is, this is the Christ that we know today 
as our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. But that was just the first stage. That was just the first stage of their journey. The next stage of their journey was after his death and resurrection. Now, it says in, I'm going to jump to another scripture, and I don't mean to jump all over the place. But there's a scripture in Revelations where it says that I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and hell. This man, this Christ, had already done the first stage. They had already experienced the first stage, and they were walking with him at that stage. But then they got to know the man that went to hell and got the keys to the kingdom, to to life and death. So now they are walking with Christ 40 days with this man, 40 days at a totally different stage in the journey. And at the end of that stage, that same man turns to them and says, you're going to have to do something different for the next stage of the journey. There's going to have to be a different experience. There's going to have to be another uh, thing that you're going to have to experience than what you are used to. What you were used to was what you see. What you were used to is who I am. But there's another part of me that is coming, but it's going to require something different. So here's what I want you to remember. That guy, the Christ that they were walking with at this second stage, they had experienced deeper conversations. They had experienced new revelations because they had experienced a new stage. With each stage that Christ was with them, those disciples grew as well. They grew at every stage. But in order for them to get to the next part of their journey, Christ was like, you're going to have to have something different. So may I ask you this question? How many of you have already left and moved on to something else when God has told you to wait? How many of you have left or stayed at stage two or left stage two and moved on to something completely different when God has told you to wait. I do realize that sometimes we experience this amazing and awesome experience at certain stages of our lives, and we think that we've arrived, and we think that that is the most amazing thing, but the next thing that is for you may require you waiting because there's something else, there's something different, there's something different that God is saying it's going to require for you to experience it. Here's the other thing. Maybe at stage two, you're, you're like, you know what? No, I don't want to wait. Last, the last stage I was in was horrible. Can I tell you this? That it doesn't end there. And God is still saying, wait. Because the amazing is on the other side of it. And here's the thing. He didn't instruct just one of them to wait. He instructed them all to wait. There's a scripture in Romans, I mean, in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The two key words in that scripture are, is they, and it is wait. God told them to wait, not just one, but all. What would have happened if they had chosen not to? What would have happened if they had decided, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to keep on moving because it's been great over here anyway. 
I'm just going to keep on going. What would have happened? I want you to write this down. The next stage of my life will require something different. And in order for me to experience it, I will need to wait, but not wait alone. The next stage of my life will require something different. And in order for me to experience it, I will need to wait, but not wait alone. The second thing that happened in this scripture is that they all were together in one place. Together in one place. This is back in Acts 2, uh, the first part of that, the scripture that I just read to you. They were together in one place. A place is a particular position or a point in space. Have you ever heard someone say, what is your position on that? What is your heart on that matter? What is your thought on that matter? I truly believe that it was not just the location alone, but it was the position of their heart. The position of their heart was all on one accord, and therefore, that's why God can do exactly what he had already promised them to do because they were in the same place and on one accord in one position. Here's what I want to say. Can you, if you read the scripture, you can see in the scripture that there were other people around. There were other people that were in the vicinity of that place. But why is it that the same thing that happened to those disciples didn't happen to that group of people? It's because that they didn't have the same position of their heart. They weren't on the same page. But it was because this group that had walked with Christ in the first stage, and they had walked with Christ in the second stage, and then in this third stage, they decided to listen to God and say, I'm going to wait, but not wait alone. I'm going to wait together. I'm going to wait together. So here's my question for you. Are you going to wait? And are you going to wait alone? Or are you going to wait with the person or the group of people that God has tied your heart to? Because that's what matters. I want you to write this down. Location matters. Location matters. And not just the place. It is the position of your heart. One of the things that happened in this group is they were not, I, would, I venture to say that this group of people were walking in expectation because Christ had already given them a promise. And why would they doubt what Christ had already promised? Because he had already done all those different things through the other stages that they had walked with him with. So they were walking and they stood in that location in a posture of expectation. And in that expectation, not in competition, not in greed, not in I'm going to get more than that person. I'm going to experience more than this person over here. It was on one accord that they stood together. And because of that, then the Holy Spirit fell on them. It is the same thing in you and I in our lives. If we would tie ourselves to who God has called us to tie ourselves to, for me, it's City Place Church. If I tie myself to City Place Church and I say my heart is connected and what I'm believing and what my pastors have declared and I've connected to that, then I'm walking in expectation. So you know what happens? The Holy Spirit falls. It falls. Because I have connected and I'm in the same place 
in the same spiritual heart connection as they are. It's the same thing with you and I. So here's what I want you to write down. Location matters. I know I already said that, but it's important. (laughs) Location matters. And as a result of all of that, God did it. Now, I know that this is the year, as we have declared at City Place Church, this is the year that God does it. This is the year that God does it. So in order for God to do it, what do we have to do? We have to wait. We have to be in the same position, the same location, and then we have to have expectation. And then in that place, God did it. This comes to the place of my title, One Band, One Sound. At the end of, I'm going to go back to the scripture and read it to you really quick. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? And we're going to skip over the next part because I can't pronounce all those words. (laughs) We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Here's what's amazing. These were 12 different individuals. They were, and it says in there, they were Galileans. I'm sorry, they were not Galileans. They were speaking Galilean. And they began to speak in other languages. All of the nations, all of the different uh, nations coming in and hearing from different languages different languages, but all speaking and declaring the wonders of God. One band, one sound. It is just like the body of Christ. We have all different instruments, different talents, different gifts, different things that we can do that God has blessed us with, but it is still one band, one sound. You can have one person playing a trumpet and playing one particular song that would get maybe the attention of one other individual. But when you have a full band of multiple different instruments playing the same song, it gets the attention of many. It is the same thing here. These, this group of individuals were speaking different languages, but all uttering the words of God. They were all declaring the wonders of God. They were all one band and one sound. That is what, here's the, here's, the, here's the thing about this too. It wasn't just about them. The whole point of this story was not just for the disciples to have an experience. It was not just about them. It was for them to get the attention of many and that crowd began to, it says, they came together in bewilderment. They were wondering, like, what the world is going on? Who are these people? What is, why are they speaking all of these different languages? And they're declaring the wonders of God. Who are these people? So you know what that means? It goes beyond you. 
It is meant to reach many, but is using many gifts to do the same thing, to speak and to connect with the people so that God can save lives, so that he can build disciples, so we can build this kingdom. There is an acronym that I put together, and I want you to write this down. And it says, under no intentions is this just about you. The entire intent of God doing what he did was beyond just them. It was for him to reach others and create more disciples and more disciples and save lives. It is not just about you and I. It is so much more than just that. It is one band, one sound. Come on, City Place. Come on, can you give it up for Sean? Come on, one band, one sound. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 133, it says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Did y'all like that acronym? I love how you did that. It says that it's like the dew that flowed from Mount Hermon all the way down on the top of Aaron's head. And it finishes off by saying, and it's at that place where the Lord commands a blessing, life forevermore. One band, one sound. Together, God does it. How many of y'all are excited that in this season of life, God wants to do it for you? I love, Sean, how you said that God has positioned us to wait, but not wait alone. How many of y'all answered that question or how many of y'all just kept moving when Sean said, are you going to wait alone or are you going to wait together? If you were to answer that, how would it be? You know, I'm, I was sitting right there and I was, I was uh, just thinking about how many times I've waited by myself. Even as a pastor, waiting by myself realizing that I'm trying to do it by myself, but forgetting that God positioned you beside me so that we can do it together. Do you know, there's, a, there's, there's another verse, Sean, and last week I touched on it, where it talked about how when they were together and they were hanging out together in Acts chapter 2, that out of nowhere, everybody had the same thing in common that they responded to the needs together. And that doesn't mean that they went everywhere together, but it just meant that they were sensitive, like you were talking about, to what God wanted to do. And then it says this, and then it says that, and people were saved and added to the church daily. And it all started because, like what you said, in the first stage, the second stage, but they decided that they were going to continue to the third stage together. I love it that they waited in the room, but it says that they were added to the kingdom of God daily. People believed in Jesus because people decided that they would do this together. And as Sean said, that the power of the Holy Spirit fell because God had promised it and they decided that they were going to believe together. 
This morning, you've been hanging out with us here at, at City Place, and maybe you joined in and you haven't found a life-giving community that would speak life to you and to tell you that God is for you. Well, today, we want you to know that God has positioned you here with us so that you can be spoken life into, and we want to declare to you that this is the year that God does it, and you don't have to do life alone anymore. I talked about, before service, I talked about jumping into a small group. Why? Because at City Place, we believe that God hasn't called you to do life alone. We would love to do life with you together. But the most important decision that you will ever make is your decision to walk in a relationship with Jesus. And today, as we conclude that life-giving message, there's no way that we can communicate about a group of people that encountered Jesus without presenting you with an opportunity. As we're standing here on stage together, we would love to celebrate this moment with you walking into a relationship with Jesus today. And it's really simple. I, I quote this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. It says that if you confess with your mouth, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, then you'll have life. Sean read the verse where it says that Jesus went to the grave and he took the keys. In the book of Revelation, she read it. And that victory brought you victory and brought you life. And so I'm going to say a simple prayer, and I would love for you to just pray it after me. The power is in your words and your heart going to God the Father. And so all of City Place has been praying for you all week, and it would be an honor to do this with you together. Are you ready? Come on, say this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, today... I invite you into my heart. I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose again. And today, I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. I want to do my life together with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church. Can you make some noise for Jesus? Come on, make some noise for Jesus right where you are, right where you are. You did well, and we celebrate you this morning. Come on, can we celebrate all that made a decision today for Jesus? Can we also celebrate Sean? Sean, I'm proud of you. I know I, I know. you were probably like, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, but it was good. It was good. It was good. I was amen in her on the front row, like, you better preach it, you better <laughs> preach it. But you just kind of shook me off, like, nah, I got this, Pastor D. I got this, Pastor D. <laughs> but the decision that you made is one of the most important decisions that you'll ever make. Sean prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. And we welcome you into the family of God. Here's just a couple of quick next steps. My wife and I, we would love to literally invite you to be a part of City Place Church we hold something called, classes called Next Steps. It's where we want you to discover family and to be able to find your fit. You get a chance to hang out with some of our leaders, and you can learn more about the heart of City Place Church. That's one step. The second step is, is that we want you to get involved in a small group. We call them city groups here. We believe that God, as I said this earlier, has called you to do life in a life-giving community that's going to cheer you on. But we celebrate the decision that you made today. Amen.
Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.